Couch Chats is a series of real, open, honest and raw chats with some inspiring friends and women I have had the privilege to meet along my entrepreneurial journey. So I wanted to share these casual interview chats with you all to leave you feeling empowered and inspired. I am your host, Jess Williamson, a serial entrepreneur and business coach. And today I am going to be taking you guys through part two of my influencer tips. Last time I spoke all about how and where to find influencers. So if you missed that one, go back and find the previous episode because today is all about how to make your brand appeal to influencers. So let's get started. How to make your brand appeal to influencers? Because here's the thing, when you're just starting out, If you don't have a great presence online, um, it is a lot harder to get them to say yes or to even get them to reply. Now my brand has, you know, over 50,000 followers and I have, you know, great imagery and we've been around for a while and sort of built a name in the industry. So it's a lot easier for me to get influencers to say yes to working with my brand than it is for some of my clients that I work with in coaching them um, because you really need to have these few things. So I really want to start here because if you're going out and pitching to influencers, you might be wasting your time if you haven't done this groundwork first. So firstly, um, have a strong stance or strong values. Make sure your brand is really niche and it has a key message. So for my brand, we are really strong on body positivity, um, fun, lighthearted, um, and really feminine sort of styles. And so we are reaching out to influencers who identify with that. They'll most likely look at our Instagram and they're doing the same that you're doing to them. They're saying, hey, do I want to work with this brand? Does this brand align with me? And so if your brand doesn't make sense, if your brand is a bit like this and that and a little bit of everything for everyone, the influencers are confused. But secondly, most importantly, your customers are confused. So it's you really need to nicheify first and have a strong stance or strong values on something. Next start to partner with other influencers that they might identify with or that they might be friends with. And so let's just say, for example, you're wanting to work with an influencer with a ton of followers, maybe start with the medium ones, start to work with them because that large influencer knows them or they can identify with them. And so you can sort of build up some trust there because if you've never worked with influencers before and they come to your page, um, it's very hard for them to decide, you know, is this a legit brand? Do I really want to work with them? But if they start to see, oh my gosh, she worked with them, then it must be great. I'll work with them too. So that does help build it up in the beginning. One of the most important things is have a product that they actually want. That's helpful for customers too. Obviously, if customers want it, um, influencers will want it too. And you actually have a lot more traction and success with your influencer marketing if people want your product or it's something that's really desired. But obviously, you know, if influencers, if they have their own brand, then don't pitch them if your brand is the same product because they don't want it and they don't want to promote it. Um, Secondly, you know, just make sure that you're identifying the right kind of people. So if you had a beauty product, it probably isn't going to work so well if you contact a sports influencer. They might do it anyway. Um, But as I mentioned in the start, the audience won't align, so they will be less likely to buy from you. But secondly, it'll be harder to get them on board because 
you're not a sports company. And so you want to really choose things that the influencer actually wants and that is of high value to them. Next is, and these are just tips in general for business and Instagram, I think, but it really does help if you can do these things in order to get influencers on board. Post really high quality imagery. Now, this is probably the first thing I get all of my clients to do is do a professional photo shoot. If you haven't done a professional photo shoot, it is very hard to communicate your message, um, to build trust, build awareness from your customers as well as the influencers. This is something I did from day one. I flew from Perth to Melbourne because I found a specific photographer who was exactly my style and my niche. And I worked with a professional model from day one. And so just a little story behind that. I went to Melbourne and I did the shoot and the photos turned out amazing. And it really set my brand up for success because it looked like it was a serious brand. Um, And I was taking it seriously. Whereas I see too often people try and do photos themselves and they're not a photographer or they do it on their iPhone and it's just them and their friends. And you can tell. You can tell that it's not a professional shoot and customers can tell and influencers can tell. And so you really need to um, work on this so that there is that trust factor there. And so that even if your followers are small, you know, below 5,000 followers, people will still take you seriously because they can see that you've invested in your business and you're here to make an impact. It's not just a hobby business. So I would highly recommend high quality images, um, because that will definitely help when you are starting out and don't have a huge following. Um, So another thing that I would recommend is to start engaging with influencers. Um, It's really hard to just sort of say, hey, here I am, do you wanna work with me? If they have no idea who you are, they've never heard of you before. So why not start commenting, start liking, start replying to their stories? Um, Sometimes they might not reply, but hey, they'll start to see you popping up and you'll become familiar to them. And so when you send them an email, it won't be a surprise to them that you're popping up. And so that's something I really recommend, but keep it genuine. Don't just send emojis or saying, this is amazing, babe. really make it genuine and make it something that you can start to actually build a relationship with them. And now all of these things I think are really, really important. So just to quickly recap, we have obviously making your brand appeal to influencers, which will in turn actually attract customers as well. So hopefully you guys can implement some of those tips. So I hope that helps you guys. I am going to jump into some quick questions now. So I will just bring them up, which you guys had sent through so I can address a few more specific questions if I haven't covered them in this session already. So let me just bring them up for you. Okay, so we have questions from Jasmine from Formay Collective Breastfeeding and Nursing Wear. So how do you go about emailing larger influencers and working out how much to pay or whether it's worth it? So some of my tips earlier around, um, okay, let me just start from the start. How do you go about emailing large influencers? Something I hear so often is that, I can't email them, they're so big, or they're out of reach, or they're bigger than me, I can't reach out. Here's my first tip, just do it. Like all they'll say is no, or they might not reply. So my first very tip about reaching out to really large influencers is to firstly just do it. 
Now, I have a bunch of strategies and things that I work with and with my clients on how exactly to address it and and what to say in the emails. Um, Otherwise, please feel free to reach out and DM me on Instagram. But otherwise, what I would recommend in that space is how much to pay you decide. And this is where I see so many people um, get stuck. They're like, this influencer said it's $1,000 for a post. Is that good or not? Well, do you think it's good? Is that in your budget? Can you afford that? If it fails, are you okay to lose $1,000? If you're not, and $200 is the most you could pay, then go back to them. Let them know because, again, all they could say is no, right? And so I've been able to get some influences down from $10,000 down to $1,000. You know, there's always negotiations available. So I would recommend always try and negotiate. All they can do is say no, and then you're back at the same position. And so you really lost nothing by doing that. Um, And whether it's worth it, it is very hard to know unless you've worked with them before. But what you can do is get as much stats and as much feedback as you can from other brands they've worked with um, or numbers and stats that they can give you in regards to how many people click on the brands that they share and all of those sorts of things, especially if you're paying. But, you know, I always recommend see if they would be open to gifting. If they really love your product, then a lot of the time they might be open to gifting as well. How do you decide which micro influencers to use and whether they would just take your products and not post anything? So I've addressed that in the question um, in the session just before on how to decide which influencers to use. And now whether they won't just take the products and not post anything. Now, I did briefly mention this. You need to have a discussion, like a discussion about what they're going to do. Confirm it. Don't just say, hey, okay, great. I'll send it out. You need to say, okay, thanks for letting me know. Just confirming, are you happy to share it? Um, Depending on what their following is, is so different. It's kind of like trying to teach negotiations in every situation possible. But um, what I would recommend is if you need them to do one post and two stories, then say, hey, just confirming, are you happy to do one post and two stories? Then they'll reply. If they don't address it, ask it again. Don't just assume they've seen it because there's no nothing in writing. And so sometimes people go down the route of doing contracts. I don't think it's necessary unless you're doing a paid collaboration or something like that. Um, but even then, an email acts as a written agreement. And look, a contract is only as effective as if you're going to chase it down and you're not going to pay thousands of dollars in legal fees for a $200 fee. Um, you just don't pay them until they've delivered. If it is a gifting, then again, you're not going to chase them down for a product that you sent them um, because it's just not worth it. So that's something that you can keep in mind, but it's just all about how you negotiate and communicate with them. And like I mentioned, I haven't had that happen in two years, but it happened a lot to me initially. And that's because I didn't have these strategies in place. So it is sometimes trial and error. Otherwise you can, you know, hire someone to help you with that as well. Um, What do you do when they do that? (laughs) Haha, <laughs> sorry, we've been burnt a couple of times. Yes, again, I hear this so often and all you can really do, look, if you've discussed it, they've agreed, it's been explicit in writing and there's 
a lot of other strategies that I do behind the scenes on, you know, how to follow up and talk to them, but definitely just follow up. Look, if you follow up multiple times and they still don't deliver or they don't reply to you, then you just have to blacklist them and not work with them again. And unfortunately, it does still sometimes happen. But if you have the right strategies in place and you've built a great relationship, then it shouldn't really happen either. Um, and then Jasmine is asking, are influencer agencies worth working with? Some of them charge 1K per month. So 1K per month is like probably on the lower end. Um, my packages start from around 750 per month. But here's the thing. If I just get my clients one influencer who normally charges $1,000 to do it for free, you've already made your money back, right? And so 99% of the time, I'm working with some brands now who need 60 influencers per month. Guess how many I've got them to do for free? 59. Literally only one had to be paid and it was only $100. So I've saved them just in that probably 10 to $20,000. And they've only had to pay me, you know, $2,000 because they're on a higher package. But when you think about it like that, if you're really serious in growing your business, you do have to invest and you just do your research. Make sure you're reaching out to the right agencies and the right people to help you with that. Um, and it's, it's usually is always worth it because if they're doing a great job for you, then it will pay off. And if you've got all these strategies in place and they, the agency really understand that, then it is worth it. But like I mentioned before, some PR agencies just send stuff out with the hopes of people posting. Now, I don't, from a brand perspective myself, and that's where I have the benefit because I've got a brand myself. I understand. I don't have a thousand bikinis to just send out and hope for the best. So um, that's what I do for my clients as well. And so that's where I would just say, definitely worth it. Now you can definitely go out there and do it yourself as well. Um, but just keep in mind, they've got a track record, they've got relationships. And so that's the benefit of paying them. But secondly, when I work with my clients, I'm able to actually save them a ton of money as well, because I'm able to use my relationships and things to get them to do it for free. And I always guarantee that they're going to do something with them. Sometimes they don't, but very rarely, very, very rarely that's happened. So um, for you, Jasmine, asking all those other questions about how you've been burnt before, then I think, you know, there's a lot that you could do in that area with perhaps hiring an expert or maybe even hiring someone in-house that is an expert about that. So um, that might help you avoid some of those um, heartbreaks with working with influencers. So Cody is asking, how effective is it so how effective is influencer marketing compared to standard ads on Facebook or Instagram? I mean, that's kind of like asking how long is a piece of string, but if it's done right, the benefits of influencer marketing is quite often it's way cheaper. Your return on investment is higher because you've had to pay less, but also the consumers really trust influencers. So there's the added trust factor, whereas people hate ads. People don't trust ads. And while they do convert and create conversions, people don't love ads, but people love influencers and they see them as their friend giving them a recommendation. And so if you do it right, it can be way more effective than ads. I grew my business for the first three years globally doing multiple six figures a month, um, six figures a year, just in the first year using influencers. And so um, 
that is super effective and all of that was free. Whereas ads, um, I do do ads as well, but influencer marketing is still a huge part. And then if influencers post, sometimes you could use those photos in your ads, which adds extra trust. There's so many different layers, but I think for you with beauty, um, influencers are so effective. So I would really get onto that, but feel free to reach out to me on Instagram as well. If you have any more questions. Um, so Kate is asking agreeing to terms with an influencer. Is there something best worked out on an individual influencer basis? Um, depending on their follower numbers, sphere of influence, or as a business, should I create a set of terms that the influencer must follow? absolutely needs to be custom. Like it needs to be per influencer. Um, you can't go to someone with 10,000 followers and someone with a hundred thousand followers and tell them to both give you the same amount of stuff. It doesn't work. Um, the one with a hundred thousand followers, if you went to them and said, I need 10 photos, 20 stories and this and that, they'll say that's $30,000, please, because that is an insane amount of deliverables. Even for some larger ones, I just say, are you happy to share on your socials? Just confirming you're happy to share. And just the fact that they're saying, yes, I will share whatever format they want to, I'm okay with that as long as they share something. Whereas smaller influencers, I never just say, are you happy to share? I will say, I need this, this, and this. And so you definitely need to um, customize that. And that's literally what I do. So like I mentioned, I'm working with the brands. I've had to reach out to 60. Okay. I've confirmed 60 influencers for this brand this month. I've emailed hundreds because half don't reply, half say no, half too expensive. And so for me to confirm 60 influencers, I have had to individually negotiate with every single one and customize that. But, you know, if they're kind of around the same following or same influence, then I'm able to uh, sort of group that in and say, you know, are you happy to do this, this and this? Um, so I hope that helps, but definitely don't do that. I had um, one client come to me this week and she said, hey, Jess, here's my influencer brief. And it was a PDF and it said, I need like five posts, 20 photos and like 20 stories. And I was like, Oh my gosh, even micro influencers wouldn't agree to that for free. Um, and the reason why, you know, she's probably only getting people with a thousand followers, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend unless they've got a super engaged audience. Um, so that's something I wouldn't recommend. Don't have a set um, deliverables. Definitely have a brief, but I don't include the deliverables in the brief. I include the deliverables in the email where they can clearly um, agree to it and I have it in writing. Um, can you provide templates slash examples of influencer terms of agreement for non-fashion product-based e-commerce businesses? So again, um, again, I use an email as a written agreement. I don't have contracts unless they're paid. And even if they're paid, unless they're over $1,000, I don't worry about it because again, contracts only as um, enforceable as you are going to enforce it. And so um, just having a really clear um, agreement in an email is probably just enough for that. But in terms of templates and examples of what to send um, to influencers and things, I actually coach people through all of this. And so, um, again, you can reach out to me and I can um, chat to you a bit more about that. But 
I don't normally share my templates and things just because I do have to, um, you know, prioritize my paid clients for that. Um, How to get multifaceted ROI from an influencer besides being tagged in their products, in their photos and sharing their Insta pics. What other ways can I use influencer generated content? Good question. Okay. So you can repurpose it. You can put it into emails. You can put it into ads with permission. So ads are an an extra sort of layer. So you definitely want to get permission on that to use them in the ads. Um, but there's, there's a lot of different ways that you can probably engage with the influencer rather than just a photo, because these days there's stories, there's reels, there's so many different ways that you can use it. And so if you can get them to do a bit on all of them, I find stories work really well because they can actually explain, they can actually say, Hey, I've got this, the fabric is amazing or this cream, it feels great. And this is me putting it on. If they just put a photo of them with some cream on their face, it's not really going to generate you as much return on investment with that because it's like, cool, that's a pretty photo. Whereas if they're talking about this fit and, oh my gosh, this is the thickest fabric I've ever felt. This is so comfy. Then people are more likely to check out your brand. And so there's so many different ways that you can engage with influencers. Um, But I would have to probably know a bit more about your business and maybe what you've done before. Um, to give you specific advice on that, but you can really utilize it in so many different ways as long as you have permission um, about that as well. Um, Maria is asking, so mobile sensory play garden, cool. Um, Maria is asking what makes someone an influencer and what are the key steps to connect with the right influencer for your brand and products? So Maria, I think I answered that in the session, which is awesome. Um, but what makes someone an influencer is just, do they have influence over their audience? Are they going to make someone take action or be awareness around something? Um, so there's so many different things that you can call an influencer. I mean, even if they do have a tiny following, but maybe their following is so niche and so involved and invested in everything they say, then that makes them an influencer. And so um, it depends on what your business platform is on as well. Instagram is my biggest platform for any sort of brand, lifestyle, photography, um, and, you know, fashion, lifestyle brands. Instagram is probably the place to be. Um, and so you would want to look at Instagram influencers. I have also worked with YouTube influencers and things like that. Um, even though I don't have a YouTube, but they're talking about the product, they're trying it on, they're doing all of that sort of thing. And so if you're in the beauty industry, YouTube is a great place to be as well. Um, maybe even TikTok and reels now as well. So there's so many different ways you can work with influencers and find them pretty much. Do they have an influence over their audience? Um, and there's so many different ways you can look at that, whether it's following following engagement. I always recommend to look at engagement rather than following because um, engagement is where it is really at because that means their audience are actually invested. So that brings us to the end of the Q&A session. I hope you guys all found that super helpful and I hope to hear from you guys soon. Please let me know what you thought of this session and if you thought it was helpful. Um, Also, if you have any questions as well. So I will chat to you soon. So now you're well aware how to make your brand appeal to influencers and hopefully that Q&A session answered a few of your pending questions too. But as always, please make sure you subscribe and share this to your social media and tag me in your stories so I can share the love back and I'll see you next time.